Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, September 4th. Happy Labor Day, everyone. Hope you guys have enjoyed the holiday weekend. On this day back in 1781, Spanish settlers claimed what would eventually go on to become Los Angeles, the second most populous city in the U.S. And on this day in 2006, beloved Australian wildlife conservationist and television personality Steve Irwin was killed by a stingray. And if you think back to 2002, you might remember the reality TV show American Idol. On this day, all those years ago, the very first winner of the show was named. But can you remember who it was? I'll tell you in just a few minutes. But now let's check in at the First Alert Weather Center for your Labor Day forecast. Good morning, everyone. Meteorologist Chris Holtzman here. High pressure overhead for Labor Day. So we're looking at plenty of sunshine with temperatures eventually near 90 degrees this afternoon. Inland 80s along the coast. We do have a moderate risk of rip currents, so use caution if you are going in the water. But overall, a nice day if you have any outdoor activities. Future Tracker shows a couple of clouds from time to time. That should be about it for our area for today. So not much difference in terms of our weather from the past couple of days. Tonight, temperatures, we are back in the 60s and 70s. And our seven-day forecast has warming temperatures. Look at these numbers, mid to even upper 90s by the middle to the end of the week. A better chance of a few more showers and storms by the end of the week as a front approaches our area. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. The Charleston Area Regional Transportation Authority, or CARTA, wants to remind you of its schedule for service for Labor Day today. According to a social media post, all routes, including the Beach Reach Shuttle, will run on the usual Sunday schedule. CARTA also says that the Beach Reach Shuttle will be offering free rides to Isle of Palms. So if you're looking to hit the beaches today, you may want to take advantage of that as an option. We also want to give you a heads up about a couple of road closures because of celebrations for Labor Day. The annual Red Top Community Labor Day Parade will force the closures of Hughes Road, Greenland Road, and Bear Swamp Road on Johns Island. The closures start at 10 o'clock this morning during the parade. The roads will immediately reopen once the parade is finished. Today is the last day to take advantage of free courtesy boat inspections before getting out of the water for Labor Day. The State Department of Natural Resources is offering free boat inspections at public boat landings all across the state. Boat safety and enforcement officers will perform quick and thorough inspections for required safety equipment and proper boat and motor registrations. If you are not in compliance, you will not be ticketed, but they will be given a chance to correct the problem before heading out on the water. Now, there are three locations in the low country that are offering those inspections. In Charleston County, you can head to the Wapo Cut Landing in Charleston. In Colleton County, the Colleton County Public Landing in Yemassee. And in Orangeburg County, the Santee State Park Landing on Lake Marion. The inspections will be taking place from 10 this morning until noon. And for the rest of the locations and those times, you can head on over to live5news.com and click on this web story. Attorneys representing Alec Murdoch will soon reveal the details of a motion they plan to file for a new trial. 
You may recall the former Lowcountry lawyer was convicted in March of killing his wife and son. Murdoch was given two life sentences in prison for the killing. His attorneys, Dick Harputlian and Jim Griffin, have scheduled a news conference for tomorrow afternoon in Columbia. According to a spokesperson, they plan to discuss the, quote, discovered evidence that led to the new trial motion. No details have been provided on the nature of that evidence, and the motion has not yet been filed. Well, you might remember that full-on melee in Montgomery that was caught on camera a few weeks ago. Now all five suspects in the Alabama Riverfront brawl have entered not guilty pleas. Court records show Mary Todd and Richard Roberts were the only ones who actually appeared in court. Todd is charged with third-degree assault and Roberts is charged with two counts of third-degree assault. Zachary Shipman, Alan Todd and Reggie Ray all waived their court appearances. A trial date for all five has been set for September 26. Now, this fight stemmed from the men attacking a riverboat co-captain over a dockside parking spot. Police say that they have arrested and charged one person in connection to a shooting that happened in downtown Charleston. Police were called to King in Radcliffe Streets to reported gunshots around 2 a.m. yesterday. Investigators say based on the bullet casing count at the area, they believe that the shots were fired near a Radcliffe Street parking lot. Now, police say that the person they've arrested is charged with unlawful carry, carrying of a handgun. We have not heard reports of any victims. Police noted that the gun found on the person arrested did not match the shell casings found at the scene. If you have any information, you're asked to call the on-duty Charleston police detective or Crime Stoppers. The Charleston Fire Department says 12 people are displaced after a car crashed into an apartment building. According to a Facebook post, the incident happened just before noon yesterday. When firefighters got there, they found the driver already outside of the car and saw a balcony and the exterior walls damaged. Residents were evacuated and multiple agencies worked to stabilize the building. All eight units were deemed unsafe due to the damage. The American Red Cross is working to help the 12 displaced residents find temporary housing. The fire department says no injuries were reported. The family of a 23-year-old man in Somerville is asking for help from the community after he was shot while driving along Nexton Parkway. Our Caitlin Ashbaugh spoke with loved ones nearly three weeks after the initial incident to talk about what they say constitutes justice for a life taken too soon. The Baum family is searching for any information from the community that can help them piece together what happened to Hunter Baum on the night of August 15th. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office says investigators responded to the Nexton Parkway area near I-26 after hearing reports of an SUV with a bullet hole going off the road. When they arrived on scene, BCSO found 23-year-old Baum in the driver's seat with a gunshot wound to the head. Baum was taken to the hospital where he later died. This is currently being investigated by BCSO as a homicide. Loved ones say they hope sharing Baum's story can bring justice to his name and awareness to his situation, protecting others in the community. Everybody in our community and the surrounding areas should be concerned. This is terrifying. If you were to pull up at a stoplight and you look around at the people around you, you have to ask yourself, is this person dangerous? Is this where my life ends? It wasn't supposed to be where Hunter's life ended. He was supposed to live a good life. Loved ones to bomb say he will be a dearly missed piece in the lives of his family and friends. They ask the best way to remember him is for the lasting legacy he leaves behind as a selfless human being. If you know anything about this case, you're encouraged to contact the Berkeley County Sheriff's Office immediately. For now reporting for Live 5 News, I'm Caitlin Ashbaugh. 
The city of Charleston's fire department wants to wants help diversifying its department. Yeah, it's inviting professional consultants to summit potential plans to the diversity, equity, and inclusion department. Our Destiny Kennedy is live at the Charleston Fire Department Central Station in downtown Charleston. Destiny, what is the criteria for those consultants who are interested? Good morning. Good morning, Nick and Shelby. Proposals need to provide better hiring, promotional, and cultural practices that will ensure diversity. The Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Department was established in 2018 when Dan Curia stepped into his position as chief. Curia says the community played a big part in helping make this department possible. The objective is to match the diversity of Charleston's community. I'm told that 93% of Charleston firefighters are white males. The proposal will also attract, develop, and retain highly skilled and motivated individuals from within the community. Once consultants submit their plans via mail, it should only take a week for the committee and staff to choose which consultant is the best fit for the department. Charleston Fire Department Chief Dan Curia says it's vital for people to identify with the department, especially kids for people to look at the firefighters and and the fire apparatus that are going up and down the streets of the city of Charleston, and especially if it's a small child, I want that child to be able to look up, see the firefighters on the apparatus, see somebody that they can really identify with, and think, you know, that's a career for me. Consultants have until 1 p.m. Tuesday, September 26th to submit their plans. Reporting live in Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. Well, if you are having trouble putting food on the table and would like a little help, listen up, because there's a giveaway this week. The Low Country Food Bank giveaway will be held at the Macedonia Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ in North Charleston. It'll start at 3.30 p.m. Thursday and run while supplies last. Organizers ask that you get there early as the food tends to go pretty quickly. They also ask that you stay in your car as they will bring you the food. If you're a driver in Orangeburg, listen up. The Department of Public Safety says there will be an increase in DUI checkpoints this month. A few of the streets seeing this increase in patrol will be Whaley Street, Hillcrest Avenue, Park Street, Dune Street, and several others. The department wants to remind those in the community to drive safely, wear a seatbelt, and do not operate a car under the influence. Yesterday, a North Carolina community gathered at the Sand Hills Community College to honor and remember Alicia Watts. She's the woman who was last seen in Charlotte with her boyfriend, then found dead in a cemetery. Erica Lunsford with our sister station WBTV in Charlotte was there as many family and friends had their chance to say goodbye to Watts. She used her gifts and talents and a smile as brilliant as the sun on its warmest days to reach out to those around her. Wearing the color Alicia Watts loved, a sea of green filled the Sand Hills Community College Auditorium. My sister wanted to be loved and unfortunately that love cost her her own demise as hundreds came out to show their love and support for Alicia Watts and her family. Watts' sister, Tammy Utley, shared a note from the family to the crowd. No one will truly understand what happened and why it happened, but the facts still remains the same, it happened. And spoke about the next steps in honoring her late sister. The focus needs to be redirected to the fight for justice for Alicia. That we as a community will have to endure next. Accountability will prevail for such senseless and erratic behavior towards a woman who would have given you the world all in the name of love. 
After remarks were given and before the service ended, Utley embraced her sister one last time while placing a crown on her casket. Outside, family and friends hugged one another as doves were released. For those who are still on the fight for justice for Alicia, the mission to save other women continues. And God placed on my heart that she's going to save a lot of women. And Alicia Watts boyfriend James Dunmore is expected in court on September 14th. He was previously denied bond and is accused of murdering Watts. Singer Jimmy Buffett died at the age of 76 on Friday, and we now know that he fought a secret battle for years leading up to his death. Buffett suffered from Merkel cell cancer, which he was diagnosed with four years ago. Merkel cell cancer is very rare. Risk factors include sun exposure, having a weak immune system, and being older than 50. Buffett continued to perform during his treatment. He announced a performance here in Charleston earlier this year, but then abruptly postponed it. His last show was a surprise appearance in Rhode Island in uh, early July. Community members came together to honor the retirement of Pastor Randolph Miller over the weekend. Miller dedicated 11 years of service to Bounce Around Charleston. That's a community-based television program that aired on Live Five's second channel. Musical tributes, speeches, scripture, and video presentations were all part of that celebration yesterday. Some of her own Live Five team members were able to host. Miller thanked the WCSE team and everyone who had a hand in making Bounce Around Charleston an amazing experience for him. The event was also a celebration to recognize Miller's fifth pastoral anniversary. So at the beginning of the show, I asked you who the very first winner of American Idol was. They were named as winner on this day back in 2002. Of course, you'll remember that was Kelly Clarkson. Celebrating birthdays today, the one and only superstar Beyonce turns 42. Actor comedian Damon Wyan Sr. turns 63, and actor James Monroe Englehart turns 49. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I hope you have a great Labor Day. Enjoy that good weather. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.